Hey, if you love The Goon Show, I'll bet you'll love my new comedy podcast called Expertise, where a fake expert makes up fake facts about real things. It's nutty, zany, silly, with lots of room for improvisation, just like The Goons. Join us, won't you, at funnypodcast.co. This is the BBC Light Programme. You'll get a punch up the conch, Wolf. <laughs> Mr. Siegel, the practice of punching BBC announcers up the conch was outlawed in 1773. Wrong, Wallace! Wrong! Wrong, <laughs> wrong indeed! Oh. Only recently there was a fresh outbreak of up the conch punching. <laughs> so loosen your gentleman's support for elderly couples. Watch the great poet tragedian William McGonagall sets the scene. Thank you, Pagani. <laughs> Hear that melody divine, Oh, folks. Oh, folks. The ballad of the punch of the conch. No laughing, please, folks. Listen, folks. Twas in the year of 1953 when the punch of the conch struck without rhyme or re. Zon. Late one night without any warning. He struck a gentleman's private conch whilst he was yawning. Hello, hello. What's going on here? I've been punched up the conch, officer. I'll have to make a note of this. Now, where did I put my notebook? Oh, it's in the sideboard here. Now, <laughs> tell me all. Well, uh, I was sleeping on the Joe in the garden. <laughs> the piano, uh, when a leather omnibus draws up and out jumps a man wearing a masked boxing glove on his hand. What's that up there, he says. Up I looks and wallop. <laughs> Right up me old conk down. I see. Have you ever committed a murder? No, no. I can't get you on that thing. Now tell me, why were you sleeping on the piano in the garden? Because the grass was damp, mate. <laughs> and uh, I don't want to get the nadgers again, you see. My wife's got the lurgy. And my eldest boy's got the plin, mate. <laughs> Sergeant Dongler, take this man along to the station. Yes, sir. And put him on the train for Birmingham. Right, sir. Let go, mate. Eleven ten, Inspector Seagorn dismissed the conk punching as drunks hallucination. Hearn, hearn of the hearn. Eleven eleven, Seagorn returned to Scotland Yard. Eleven twelve, Scotland Yard returned to London. Oh, pearl, snarl. Hello, Seagorn of Fabian Yard here. Pardon me, sir. This is the management of the Red Indian Youth Hostel in Paddington W2. <laughs> we are just having a nasty incident here, sir. Really? What happened? I'll tell you, I'll tell you all about it. Please put on this, this cardboard turban. Thank you. Now, we were sitting down, sir, playing ping-pong in the oriental style. <laughs> when a leather omnibus approaching from the direction of W4, and the occupant, wearing a masked boxing glove, is punching poor Bert Ramjat Singh right up his conk. <laughs> and poor Ramjat Singh is falling backwards in the direction of SW2, so help me, it's up to the... Can I say 
Then that old man sleeping on the piano was telling the truth. Yeah, he told us go up to Birmingham and bring him back. I'm sending someone for you. Oh, my. <laughs> now then, Thunting Greenslade, question all people wearing mask, boxing gloves, and driving leather and omnibuses. It'll take time, sir. Very well, take time. And, and Greenslade. Yes, sir. Do be careful. <laughs> Remember, you're, you're all I've got. <laughs> Don't worry, sir. I'm wearing my trousers back to front. <laughs> it must be hell in there! Here you are, sir. Hello, mate. You're back quickly? Yes, we brought the train by the aeroplane. <laughs> Splendid. Now, look. What did this attacker look like? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't see him, mate. I didn't see And would you recognise him if you didn't see him again? Straight away. <laughs> Although, you know, sir, I must admit my eyes ain't what they used to be. No? No, they used to be me ears. <laughs> Sergeant, take this man to Birmingham and put him on the police station for crew. Oh, no, no, sir. And Sergeant Gilbert? Yes, boy. Your nose is an obvious temptation to the punch of the conquer. <laughs> Place his harmonica under it as a protection. Bloody. Right, run the back for the old granny there.
school. <laughs> Quick, they've counted Gilbert's hooter. After that leather omnibus on these national health feet. Unfortunately, the leather omnibus outdistanced us whilst I was having lunch. We should have had him afters. <laughs> I want to get out of bed next morning. It was completely out of sight. Inspector, I've been looking through this uh, logbook of leather omnibus uh, manufacturers. Oh, here we are. <laughs> Let me see. Hmm. There's only one entry. We'll have to go in there. <laughs> <clears throat> Dear listeners, up a narrow street in a broad road, which ran through a long, narrow lane in a quaint little old fashioned at You'll starve. <laughs> we saw a small green door. We now reveal for the very first time exactly what is going on behind that green door. Green <laughs> I can't concentrate on the brown leather when you keep singing the green door, you know. Uh, you got to get modern, Henry. Modern? Modern. I am modern, Min. I am known as modern crumb. Lots of mercy, he's You reason. think that because I don't sing rhythm-type melodies that I'm a corny? Well, you asked for this. Oh, he's losing his reason. You asked for it. Oh, I'm going to sing modern. Well, put my corset on. <laughs> oh, One, two, three, four. What you call him? What you doing tonight? Yeah. Put the door up. I'm in the mood because I'm, I'm bailing out like... Oh, go, man, go out. There, Nina. Let that be a lesson to you. You and your damn leaner school of rhythm. Now, let us get back to the leather omnibus, mate. Well, we never seem to sell any. I know, I can't understand it, you know. We, we make the finest leather omnibuses in the world. <laughs> Min, Min, the, the penguin wants to go out. Oh. <laughs> oh, then, um, well, I'll tell you what, Henry, if what? we want what? to sell more of these modern leather rhythm omnibuses, we should do more modern American advertising type advertising. Uh, we, we can't get more modern than we are already, Min. What do you mean, Henry? <laughs> <laughs> We've got a, a gas-lit poster in the gents wash-up and brush-up in Piccadilly, too. I bet that's been marked for life by now. <laughs> we must keep production rolling, Min. Yeah. Help me lace up this leather engine. Mind the I... pistol dog now. Oh, yeah. Good morning! No! Oh, you? Oh, you know, what is it? What is it? A ball Min. of Welsh rubber. What is it? 
It's a jack it's a customer sh- direct from the Piccadilly Wash and Brush Up. Mr. Butter, call him what they're doing tonight. Yeah. So that's what happened to Harry Roy. <laughs> now, sir, I'm from the police department. Uh, oh. Min and I haven't done anything wrong. I don't suppose you could at your age. No. What do you mean? What I've come for is your record of all leather omnibuses sold. Just a minute, sir. We shall let have to look in the vital ledger. Uh, I didn't do anything wrong. Ah, let's see. Omnibuses sold. Yes. Here's the first one we sold, 1873. And the next one? Yes. Oh, we haven't finished it yet. (laughs) Well, who did you sell the first one to? We don't know. You see, he punched me up the conk and displaced my string and leather wig. Dear listeners, here was proof. Whoever bought that leather omnibus was to punch up the conker. Eight seventy-six. Got back to headquarters. Found dinner in oven. Two months went by. Dinner got cold. <laughs> Three months went by. There were no more reports of punch up the conking. Work at Scotland Yard went on as normal. Sergeant Hobb, turn that radio down, will you? Thank you. Now, any news? Uh, yes, sir. I uh, think we can close the Dick Turpin case now. We discovered. <laughs> We discovered where he was hiding, sir. Where? Under a gravestone in Igate Cemetery, sir. <laughs> Are you sure it wasn't a disguise? Oh, I never thought of that, sir. I'll uh, send a man round with a police shovel. I get him. Yes? Come, scares all all salesmen. Why isn't his eyes Send him in. Good morning, Inspector. Grid Pipe Thin is the name. Permit me to introduce you to the part owner of my suit, Count Jim Thighs Moriarty, Schlapper Royal and noted amateur postman. How do you do? How do you do? (laughs) The voice came from a thin, heavily oiled Lyle Street Frenchman. His suit was a West End misfit and fitted him perfectly. He occasionally took a sip from a steaming jam tin of porridge. Inspector, we seek the long-lost heir to the spawn fortune of 40,000 pounds. Have you any clue to his identity? He has a habit of leaping off leather omnibuses and punching people up the conk. Gad, there's just a chance that this might be the up the conk puncher. Moriarty, how many times have I told you not to drive that leather omnibus round the bedroom in broad daylight? (laughs) You know these blinds are drawn, they're not real. Thank you. I was only practicing my leap and conk punching. Yes, I quite understand, my Now, did you put the advert in the Times? Yes, here, read it. Let me From see. left to right, the new style. Ah. <laughs> How appropriate. They've put it in the fourth leader. 
Don't risk being punched up the cock. Wear a Moriarty nose protector. Now available in flesh tint plastic. Send ten shilling postal order for free receipt. Splendid. Well, according to the nine o'clock news, it's getting dark outside. Dark? What ideal conditions for night? Yes. <laughs> a few more punch up the conch attacks and the orders will start rolling in. Oh, 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 oh. Right, tonight we start the punch up the conking. Oh. I called an all night meeting, but held it in the day because the light was better. Where's the head of the river police? <laughs> Thank you, Sir Lawrence. Gentlemen! <laughs> gentlemen, I am of the opinion that the heir to the Spawn Fortune and the Punch of the Conquer are one and the same person. How can two people be one person, sir? It's all done under cover of darkness. Therefore, yes. until further notice, all people showing signs of darkness will be searched. I object! <laughs> Silence, Ellington! Give us the old Calypso banana boat song while we slip on the back for the old bar and brand new down.
Entire London police force now wearing Moriarty nose protectors. Inspector Seagorn check on all police boats with the pearl snarl and the horn pearl. <laughs> Evening, Doxon of Dick Green. <laughs> Anything to report? Uh. Ah, uh, yes. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, I was, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Good heavens. He's collapsed in the direction of pavement. <laughs> Just as I thought. Uh, the constable's nose protector has been severely dented. And there's a fingerprint of a boxing glove on it. Quick. <laughs> Give him some air. Undo the buttons on his boots. Uh. <laughs> I want to be burying my socks on, I... <laughs> Here, my poor man. Swallow this bottle of smelling salts. Oh. Steady now. Just sit in the direction of up and tell me what happened. I felt all right, sir, until some idiot made me swallow a bottle of smelling salts. <laughs> Quick, Sergeant, after him! <laughs> now, Bowser, when I arrived here, you were lying in the gutter. Why? I was off duty, sir. <laughs> I trust it's different when you're on duty. Oh, yes, sir. Then I lie on the pavement. <laughs> That's better. It is. Hello, what? Yes. Bowser, great news. <laughs> a leather omnibus has been discovered grievously injured. <laughs> it collided with a lead tricycle on the roof of the Kensington Science Museum. <laughs> Gentlemen, the mystery assailant is now immobilized. There's only one place he can get a new leather omnibus. Where? Then surround Crumb's factory and wear your nose protectors. Every time. This is the light service of the BBC home program. Here is the nine o'clock noise. To date, the £40,000 due to the heir of Spawn is still unclaimed. The only clue to the missing heir is that he always rides in a leather omnibus. Oh, oh, oh did you hear that, Gladys, darling? Yes, darling. <laughs> if I can get a leather omnibus, I could pass myself off as the heir of Spawn and collect 40,000 naughty pounds. Oh, blimey. Gladys, darling, this is a moment I've been waiting for. Oh, darling. Oh, all these years I've lived off you... You've lent me money, bought me suits, and never asked for a penny back. Not a penny. If I get this 40,000 pounds, at least I can afford to run away from you. 
Ellington, let that penguin out of you. Yes, Major. Yes, now, uh, now, lay out your puggery, your duty, and your loincloth. Oh, good. Am I going out? No, I am. <laughs> and lay out one boot. Why? I'm going to hop to where the leather omnibus factory lives. <laughs> Meanwhile, in a sleeping England, and let's face it, England is asleep, I have surrounded the Crown Omnibus factory with two plainclothes detectives who are secreted in the ground floor attic of a nearby clock repairers. Time is it, Eccles? <laughs> uh, just a minute, I, I got it written down here on a piece of paper. <laughs> and a nice man wrote the time down for me this morning. Oh, then why do you carry it around with you, Eccles? Well, um, if uh, anybody asks me the time... <laughs> I, I can show it to them. Wait a minute, Eccles, my good man. What is it, fellow? It's written on this bit of paper. What is eight o'clock is written? I know that, my good fellow. That's right. Um, when I asked a fellow to write it down, it was eight o'clock. Well, then... Supposing when somebody asks you the time, it isn't eight o'clock. Well, then I don't show it to them. <laughs> ah. yeah. Well, how do you know when it's eight o'clock? I got it written down on a piece of paper. <laughs> I wish I could afford a piece of paper with a time written on. Oh. Here, Echo. Yeah? Let me hold that piece of paper to my ear, would you? Here. This piece of paper ain't going. What? I've been told a forgery. No wonder it stopped at eight o'clock. Oh, dear. You should get one of them things my granddad's got. Oh? His oh. firm gave it to him when he retired. Oh. It's one of them things, what it is, that wakes you up at eight o'clock, boils the kettle, and pours a cup of tea. Oh, yeah. Um, what's it called? Um... My grandma. <laughs> Oh, I'll wait a minute. 
How does she know when it's eight o'clock? She got it written down on a piece of paper. <laughs> Another glorious miscarriage of justice was perpetrated. Lie, I tell you. What? Grip Pipe and Moriarty, for their nose protectors, were each given a knighthood and a spare pair of trousers. Oh, say the name. Sick transit Gloria, or in English, <laughs> good night. <laughs> that was The Goon Show, a BBC recorded programme featuring Peter Sellers, Harry Siegman, Spike Milligan, with the Ray Ellington Quartet. Max Gelray and the orchestra conducted by Wally Stott. Script by Spike Milligan and Larry Stevens. Announcer Wallace Greenslade. The program produced by Pat Dixon. Man, as John Lennon said, love those goon shows. Just a quick reminder for more comedy fun, come on over to funnypodcast.co for the expertise comedy podcast.